Well, this morning, let's take our Bibles, for the yours is on electronic edition like mine, or it might be leather bound. Either way, let's take our Bibles, let's hold them up, and let's say the words on the screen. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. It is the indestructible, incorruptible, everlasting, living Word of God. I receive it now by faith, and I believe that my life will forever be changed. Now, today, as I pray over this message, I also just want to pray for our nation. I also want to make sure that those that are watching online know that while you may be out of sight, you're not out of mind. You know what? We miss seeing you here, but you are a part of what we're doing. And so I want to pray that our nation is healed. And I want to pray over this election as we also pray over this message today. So will you join me as we do that? Father, we just come to you this morning. We come in the precious name of Jesus. And Lord, I just ask right now that you would help me to minister your word in such a way with the help of the Holy Spirit that each person listening receives today. Lord, that they receive what they need from you. They receive what you have planned for them today. Thank you for the work of the Holy Spirit to accomplish that. Lord, we also pray for our church, for Faith Life Church. Lord, for those that are present, those that aren't present, but are a part of us. Lord, we pray for the day that we can all gather once again. Lord, bring us together again. Help us to gather again and heal our land from this COVID. And Lord, we pray your will be done in this election. And Lord, in the end, we determine that our trust is in you. And we declare our nation healed, whole, and prosperous. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, today I am going to be wrapping up this current series, Encounter Jesus. And I want to wrap it up today with a message that I've simply titled, See Jesus. And I want to take you today to an encounter, an encounter that Jesus has with a man that was born blind. Also in this encounter, we'll see uh, how the disciples respond We'll, we'll also see how the religious leaders respond. And as we look at this encounter today, I want us to learn some things about the person of Christ. I want us to be refreshed about who Jesus is in hopes that in the days, in the weeks, and in the months to come, that you'll be able to see Jesus. How many of you know life has a way sometimes of blinding us and, and it's easy to forget who he is and that we have a savior so let's get into this message today see jesus so go with me if you will to the gospel of john john chapter 9 and verse 1 and let's read about this encounter it says as jesus was walking along he saw a man who had been blind from birth rabbi his disciples asked him why was this man born blind Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? It was not because of his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus answered. This happened so the power of God could be seen in him. We must quickly carry out the tasks assigned us by the one who sent us. The night is coming and then no one can work. But while I am here in the world, I'm the light of the world. Then he spit on the ground made mud with the saliva and spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. He told him, go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam. Siloam means scent. So the man went and washed and came back 
seeing. Wow, what a wonderful story. But I want us to delve into two things in this story as we start this message today. The two things I want us to delve a little bit deeper into is who did this? And then a blind man now sees. First of all, let's talk about who did this. We, We need to settle that. Because the way this passage reads, some may think that God made this man blind so then he could turn around and give him sight. Well, first of all, we realize that that doesn't even line up with the character of God. What God would make someone blind from birth just so one day later he could get some glory? Well, we got to be wise when we're interpreting the scripture. I love Jesus' answers to the disciples too because the disciples here say this. They said, Lord, who sinned? How many know we always want to know that? Who sinned? He said, who, who, who sinned, Lord? Did his parents sin that caused this blindness? Did he sin? And I love Jesus' answer. Jesus basically says, no blame. Jesus is teaching us here, don't blame. Don't get into the blame game. You know, it's just human nature when something goes wrong to want to blame somebody somewhere. Jesus says, no blame. He didn't sin, nor not that he didn't sin, but his sin didn't bring this on him. The parents' sin didn't bring this on here. But Jesus said, hey, let's just work the works of God. Basically, I could sum Jesus' response to his disciples in this statement. Jesus said, stop trying to figure out why he's blind and let's just let God work. Come on, some of you today, I'm telling you, did you hear that? Some of you just need to stop trying to figure out why it is the way it is and just let God work. Really what we see here is Jesus is saying, he's helping us. Let me back up. In all that he says, he is helping us to see what is God's work and what isn't God's work. Let me read that same verse, verse 9 of John 9, or verse 3 of John 9. I'm going to read it out of the New King James translation. I believe it's a little better translation. Here it says, Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. And I believe that translation makes it a little clearer. Listen, don't blame, but let's work the works of God. Let me work the works of God so you can see how God works. So what do we learn? God's work is not the blindness. God's work is open, opening the blinded eyes, the opening of blinded eyes. Come on. Who did this? Really, we could go back and, oh, you can always blame the devil. <laughs> oh, but God's work, God's work is to open his eyes. So we can put that to rest. Who did this? God didn't do it, but God certainly heals him. God gets the glory when he's healed. But let's talk about a blind man seeing. Let's delve into that for just a moment. As we delve into that, though, the reason that the blind man sees, you ready? Is because Jesus first saw him. It says that 
Jesus was walking along. I mean, crowds followed Jesus. People were everywhere. But as Jesus walks along, it says, he saw a blind man. A man blind from birth. Jesus saw him. Listen, can I just make sure that you understand today that regardless of what you're going through, Jesus sees you. In fact, we could say this about the Savior. Jesus sees you. He knows who you are. And he knows what you are facing. I tell you, sometimes it doesn't seem like he sees me. Sometimes I'm like, and if you do see me, could you do something about it? (laughs) Come on, just know he sees you. He knows who you are. He knows what you're facing. And I want to say this tomorrow, today. I'll say it tomorrow too, but I don't know what I'm saying. But let me say it today. (laughs) It's wonderful to be known and seen by Jesus. Hmm. Wow. But here's the bigger question. Jesus sees us, but do we see Jesus. Jesus sees us, but do we see Jesus? Jesus sees us, and he wants us to see him. So how do we see him? I'm, I'm going to talk about that this morning. How do we see Jesus? And one of the ways that we're able to see Jesus is because Jesus heals spiritual blindness you see in this story with this man that was born blind Jesus not only wanted to heal this man's physical blindness but his spiritual blindness in fact I believe Jesus reached out to him because this man was not only wanting to see Jesus physically but there was something that was pulling Jesus to this man this man wanted a savior this man wanted to see Jesus let me just say this about spiritual blindness not being able to see who Jesus is the Bible says over in Corinthians Paul teaches us that the God of this world has blinded the eyes of people so they cannot see the glorious light of the gospel. Come on, anybody know anybody that's so blind when it comes to the gospel? The enemy has blinded them. Let me just say this. Spiritual blindness is the most debilitating blindness of all. In fact, could you hand me that little bandana you see Jesus obviously wanted this man this blind man to be healed of his physical disability so he could see but more importantly he also wanted him to be healed spiritually you see when we don't see Jesus and let me we can speak to two people here we can speak to the people who have never seen Jesus as their savior but I know I'm also talking to a lot of you today who you see Jesus as your savior But how many times even those of us who see Jesus as our Savior, sometimes we don't see him in certain situations. We're so blinded by what's happening that we can't see him. Maybe our pain has blinded us. Maybe hate 
from someone else toward us has blinded us. Maybe financial pressure has blinded us. Come on, there's times where we need Jesus to help us to see him. Because here's what happens. If I were to put on this blinder, this bandana, all of a sudden what becomes easy when I can see becomes difficult. How many people are living life blind today? It would be easy for me right now to walk from this stage all the way to the front door. I could do it easily. I could do it comfortably. And I could make good time. But if you put this blinder on me and I try to do the same thing how many of you know it's going to be frustrating it is going to be difficult I could fall I could trip I could hurt myself listen you need to make sure that you keep your eyes open so you could see Jesus because there are so many pitfalls in this life don't be blinded I'm talking about spiritually blind and there's only one that can cure spiritual blindness. And his name is Jesus. Now, here's the next thing we see. Or let me just say this about our eyes being open to who Jesus is. When we can see Jesus, life becomes better, easier, and it's filled with joy. Come on, when we see Jesus, I don't care what the situation is. I don't care how difficult it is. When we see Jesus, life becomes better, easier, and it's filled with joy. I want to share this with you too because sometimes in my camp, and I love my camp, um, you know, when I say camp, it's kind of the body of Christ that I blew up up in. (laughs) Well, I'm going to tomorrow, and now I'm I'm not blowing up, but uh, that I grew up in. Um, And sometimes we can be so positive with our faith that people cannot connect with us. It happened to me the other day. I was sitting in a meeting, and everything the person said was accurate. It was true, but it was not ministering truth to me because this person said, oh, I know there's a pandemic on, but it's a wonderful year. I want to get and say, you crazy? <laughs> now, now, let me tell you where I'm coming, where I was coming from. Because they said, oh, I know people are complaining and, and you need to speak. This is a wonderful year. I'm just saying it's a wonderful year. And I understood where he was coming from, from a place of faith. But at the same time, I sat there when he said, this is a wonderful year. And he's kind of like saying, hey, if you're not talking about it as a wonderful year, you don't have faith. And I thought, well, wait a minute. I want to send him say, wait, wait a minute. My, my mom passed away. I didn't get to be there. My dad then passed away. We had to take care of him. My church, I don't get to see. And you're telling me this is a wonder. Are you crazy? Now, now, can I put it into the right perspective? Let, let me put it in the right perspective. Because I just said life is better, easier, and filled with joy with Jesus. And that's true. See, here's the right way. Is you could say, wow, this year has been tough. 
But God's grace has been more than enough. Listen, faith does not deny the circumstances. If anything, faith is about reality. And I can stare right in the face of one of the toughest years I've ever faced in my life and declare God's grace has been sufficient because all along the way in the darkest hour, I saw Jesus right there with me, holding me, giving me peace in the midst of the storm and I just had to get that off my chest is that okay (laughs) now I really believe that it would help you because I'm all about faith and having the right confession but we also have to connect with people and where people are hurting and Jesus did he saw that blind man and he didn't say it's a great year isn't it sorry I gotta get off that we all, we all kind of have these personal little pet peeves, like driving when you hate those people that get in the left lane and they're going 55. We won't talk about them. Ah, oh, come on. Well, let me just say this next is we learn from this encounter that Jesus sees our faith and he meets us where we are. You see, I know this man had faith because he responded to Jesus. Jesus literally bends down and gets some clay and spits in the clay, makes mud and puts mud on this blind man's eyes. And then he tells him to go wash. And the man, the blind man, finds his way to the pool and washes off the mud and he comes back seeing. How many of you know that man could have just as easily just wiped the mud off and started yelling at Jesus for putting mud on his eyes. But you see, Jesus, I know this. I know Jesus is not unkind, and he's not unwise. I know he would have never put mud on that guy's eyes had he not seen some level of faith from that man. Wow. Now, we'll see in this story. This man yet doesn't really see Jesus fully for who he is. But faith grows. Here's the thing about faith. Faith acts and then receives. You have to step out in faith before you can see. Did you get that? You have to step out in faith before you can see. He had, this blind man had to trust the words of Jesus and had to walk with mud stuck on his face all the way to the pool and wash it off. Mm. Is there something, some small step of faith that Jesus is telling you to make today? And maybe if you would take that small step of faith, you'd see Jesus you would see him more clearly. You'd also see some things even in the natural if you just go ahead and do what he tells you to do by faith. Can I just remind you of this? It always requires faith to follow Jesus. Always. Hmm. I remember when we were first stepping out to buy this property, one of the men that was on our building team said later on when we got this property and we were moving in, he said, Pastor Jane, when we first started meeting, we didn't have enough money to rent the trucks to move the church. 
And then look what God did. You see, we had to start meeting. We had to start believing God. Listen, what step of faith do you need to take today? You can't see. You see, what we'd like is we'd like to first see it and then step out. No, God says step out and then you'll see me work. And here's the other thing. It wasn't just about faith for something. Jesus didn't want just this blind man to have faith for his sight certainly he wanted that but he wanted him to have faith in someone and God's the same way with us God doesn't want us to simply have faith for something he wants us to have faith in someone and that someone is Jesus Mm. do you see Jesus you know the one of the ways that we see Jesus is we simply choose to believe Let's keep reading this story. John 9, 16. This blind man, everybody's excited about this blind man. He was a beggar. Everyone knew him. So when he had his blind eyes open, they took him to the religious leaders. And he's in there. And this is the conversation with some of the religious leaders. John 9, 16. It says, some of the Pharisees said, this man, Jesus, is not from God. For he is working on the Sabbath. Others said, but how could an ordinary sinner do such miraculous signs? So there was a deep division of opinion among them. Then the Pharisees again questioned the man who had been blind and demanded, What's your opinion about the man who healed you? The man replied, I think he must be a prophet. The Jewish leaders still refused to believe the man had been blind and could now see. So they called in his parents. Mm. This man, the, the people bring this blind man into the religious leaders and they're excited and then they tell him, yes, Jesus healed this man. The man himself says, yes, the man Jesus healed me. And then that puts the religious leaders in quite a spot because they haven't been believing in Jesus. And it says there was a division among them. You know, Jesus, it seems like Jesus always draws a line in the sand. You just better make sure you're on the right side of the line. Come on, can you, can you put up my little picture there? You see, when it comes to you decide. Just talk about Jesus at your work and see if there isn't a line drawn. And people who know him will get over there with you. People who won't will step on the other side. Listen, these religious leaders, the line was drawn. Either you accept Jesus or you don't. And here's what happened. They refused. They refused. Just before we talk about their refusal, let me just make sure you also see this going on in the story. First, this blind man just said he's the man that healed me now they ask him his opinion of Jesus and they say he says he's a prophet so now he's believing that he's a man from God do you see his faith growing can I tell you today don't give up on your friends don't give up on your family and don't give up on your faith Listen, maybe you haven't believed Jesus. Maybe you haven't saw him in that way, doing that for you in your life yet. But just keep building your faith in Jesus. And we're going to see this man goes from believing that Jesus is the man that healed him to he's a prophet. 
till he's the son of God. Wow. Belief is a choice. The Pharisees that day made the choice not to believe. Now, they didn't just refuse to believe that the man born blind was now seeing. They refused to believe in Jesus. You see, if they believed that this man had been born blind, then they would have to believe in Jesus. Hmm. Wow. To believe in Jesus is a choice we make. We choose to believe or not believe. Listen, maybe today for whatever reason, doubt has come in. Maybe you're doubting Jesus. You can't see him. You need to today to just choose. They refuse to believe. You can choose to believe. In the toughest of moments, you can just say, I believe in Jesus. I believe. Just those words coming out of your mouth, setting the direction of your will. Believing is a choice we make. And here's the thing. When we believe in Jesus, belief in Jesus gives us the ability to see Jesus for who he is. And when you see Jesus for who he is, everything else pales into comparison. Problems lose their power. Anxiety goes. Strength comes. Why? Because you saw Jesus. And how did you see Jesus? You just began to believe. Listen, we, we got to keep seeing Jesus in the midst of this pandemic. I'm grateful that the numbers are changing, especially in our state. But we, we got to keep seeing Jesus. And, and I just want to make sure that all of us today, that we're seeing Jesus and that we don't allow this pandemic, this sickness, this COVID-19 to ever be bigger than our Jesus. We keep walking by faith. Make sure that the pandemic has not blinded you to who Jesus is. There may be some small step of faith you need to take. And I just say this, I'm not your master, I'm your pastor. So I, I can't tell you what small step of faith you need to take. But I know there are some that need to overcome fear. And you need to take a step of faith to overcome and you check with your master, and your master will tell you what step of faith you need to take. Even the smallest step of faith yields big rewards. Wow. You see, what Jesus really wanted for the blind man, for the disciples, and for the religious leaders is for them to see him as their Savior. Because that's what he does. That's who he is. He's the Savior. He saves us. Now let's talk for a moment just about story power. Let's keep on reading here. John 9, 24 and 25. It says, So for the second time, they called in the man who had been blind and told him, God should get the glory for this because we know this man Jesus is a sinner. I don't know whether he is a sinner, the man replied, but I know this. I was blind and now I can see. Listen, I was blind, but now I can see was his story. Can I remind all of you that are serving Jesus that you have story power? 
You may say, well, Pastor Jane, I don't know all the scriptures. You know, like you know the scriptures, you got a story to tell. And listen, don't let the devil keep you from telling your story. Don't even let the religious leaders keep you from telling your story. I once was blind, but now I see. I don't know, you may meet somebody that doesn't know Jesus, but knows more scriptures than you do. And they're just throwing scriptures that you do. Just keep telling your story. I don't know, but I know I was blind and now I can see. Wow. Story power. What Jesus has done for you is powerful. Tell your story. Jesus also, Jesus will use our story to help others overcome spiritual blindness. May we never forget what it was like to be blind. May we forever be grateful that we can see Jesus. May we never stop telling our story to others. And may we grow our faith in Jesus so we will have more stories to tell. Wow. Now, you know what happened to this guy? This man that receives this miracle comes to church to tell a story and he gets thrown out. They literally throw him out. But I love how this ends. Don't you love a good ending to a story? This has a good ending. Listen to this. He gets thrown out. John 9, 35, same story. It says, when Jesus heard what had happened, he found the man and asked, do you believe in the Son of Man? The man answered, who is he, sir? I want to believe in him. You have seen him, Jesus said, and he is speaking to you. Yes, Lord, I believe, the man said, and he worshiped Jesus. See, I I want you to see this about Jesus. Jesus heard what they said to you. Jesus heard what happened. Jesus knows you were treated unfairly. Jesus knows. And I love, come on, this is the kind of Savior we serve. He heard, and he went and found the man. Come on, sometimes we think, oh, I found Jesus in whatever year it was. No, Jesus found you. Come on. He hears. He comes after us. He knows. Jesus hears. Jesus knows. He's his Savior. Really what Jesus wanted is he wanted to light the way for this man. Jesus will come after you and he comes after us to strengthen our faith. Remember this man said, hey, he healed me. He's a prophet. And now he's crying out, I want to believe. Jesus, now now listen to this. Jesus will help you. But also let me just say this. Uh, Or or hold on, let me say this first. Back up. Jesus will help you believe and here's why. You, You need to make note of this. If you're struggling to believe, Jesus will help you believe. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. You see, this man had stepped out in faith, believe in Jesus, then believe in he was a prophet, and then Jesus found him and finished your faith. Listen, if you stepped out in faith and you're even getting a little wobbly in the middle, it's okay. Jesus will find you and he'll grab you and he'll walk you the rest of the way, but you got to see Jesus. Listen, Jesus didn't let Peter sink when he stepped out and started walking on the waters. Jesus didn't let the disciples perish when they were in a storm. Jesus is not going to let go of you. But here's the other thing. 
these religious leaders doubted. They're full of doubt. They refuse to believe. But don't you allow the doubts of others to blind you. I'm sure this man was frustrated. He went to his religious leaders to celebrate what God had done in his life. And they didn't want to rejoice with him. He had been blind from birth. And now he could see. But all they could do was argue with him about who Jesus was. They couldn't even rejoice over what happened in his life. And then they threw him out because he believed in Jesus. How frustrating. But I love it. He never let their doubt keep him from believing in Jesus. We need to refuse to allow the doubts of others to affect our faith in Jesus. Listen, don't let somebody else's doubt affect the faith that you have in Jesus. Now, let's wrap this up this morning. One of the ways that we continue to see Jesus... One of the ways that we overcome doubt that comes to all of us is worship. Answer doubt with worship. Let me read to you again where this man says, Jesus, I believe. And then what happens when he believes? John nine thirty eight. Yes, Lord, I believe, the man said. And he worshiped Jesus. Wow. Worship is a demonstration of our faith. It's a sign of our belief. If you feel like you want your faith to grow or you're believing to get stronger, then worship Jesus. Worship is simply the acknowledging of who he is. Ascribe to Jesus the worth that he deserves as the son of God, as your healer, as your savior. Take time, spend time with him, spend time in his word, spend time in your home, worshiping him, give him glory in your life. Come on, why? Because you believe and you'll find your doubts falling. Here's what we know. As we close this out today, the Savior sees us, knows us, comes after us, and gives us sight. I love the words of that old song, Amazing Grace. I once was blind, but now I see. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Mm. So what am I telling you this morning? Worship Jesus. See Jesus and watch Jesus work. Amen. Did you get something out of that today? I pray that you did.